Hey, hey guys, man, I am so excited because today is the very first episode of a coaching series that I'm going to be running for the next couple of weeks called Accelerate, you guys. And this coaching series for the podcast is going to bring you into a place of acceleration in building, launching, and scaling your coaching business in the next four to 12 months. And I'm so excited to go into that. I have a huge announcement after the commercial today, but today's first episode for this coaching series is called Stop Playing It Safe, you guys. You have to step into what God is calling you to do, okay? Like, we have to stop making decisions off of fear, and I am going to talk to you about if this is something that you're actually doing, because I think that we so often do things and build things and really structure our lives around fears that we have instead of going after what God is actually calling us to do and stepping into not only the desires of our heart, but the desires that God has ultimately given us. And so I'm really excited to go on this journey. We're actually going to have double episodes for the next couple of weeks for the most part, and it's going to be so good. Plus that announcement coming up in a minute. Are you a Holy Spirit-filled online coach or course creator who's ready to disrupt ministry and step into your God-given calling, share your testimony, and serve who God called you to serve? Well, if so, welcome to the She's Wild and Radiant podcast with Ashley June, where we talk about all things online business, coaching, funnels, faith, motherhood, culture, and more. You don't have to build an online business like the world. God has set you apart to do something great, and He will equip you as you walk by faith and not by sight. You also don't have to do it alone. There's a community of incredible freedom and faith-filled women in my online community who are here to stir you up, hold you accountable, and be your hype girls during the up and down mountain journey of navigating the online business world in a fallen world. If we haven't met, I'm Ashley June, MBA, multi-six plus figure online business owner, wife to an ex-ski bum, mama to three crazy little wild ones, and a wannabe surf babe who believes we have been placed in the business battlefield and it's time to put on our Joan of Arc and take back the territory. I help women, coaches, and course creators launch and scale their online businesses to consistent 10 to 50K months while putting on their Holy Spirit Activate and trusting God to do the rest through letting faith, strategy, and grit guide the rest. After running a local photography business for six years and then shutting it down cold turkey in 2018 out of obedience, I am no newbie to the battleground of entrepreneurship. I turned away 250 clients that next year so I could build what God was telling me to build with a newborn at home and two others under five. It finally clicked for me when I submitted to God's way and stopped being so fearful of how man told me to run my business. Since then, it's been a journey, but I get to share it with you every step and stumble of the way. Imagine building an online coaching business that literally is your ministry and not only brings in the bucks, but gives you the freedom to give to the causes and ministries that set your heart on fire. This is something you can do, and it doesn't have to be that hard if you'll just step into what God has called you to do, trust the process, and walk in the obedience of His order. We don't have to fight it, you guys. This isn't the prosperity gospel, and I am your non-woke girl. (laughs) And I will tell you, it doesn't happen overnight, but sowing God. God's way will always bring forth an incredible harvest and even more joy. Go ahead and grab the bubble-filled drink, hot chai latte, or heck, grab a piece of pizza as you step into today's episode. Can't wait to see you in there. So guys, I cannot believe that we are this far into February. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way, to all the wives, mamas, girlfriends, uh, daughters, women out there. Um... You are loved. Like what a what a fun day. I mean, I love Valentine's Day. <laughs> I love that we have a day that we can celebrate love. And I know consumerism and all of that hoopla can get a little like overwhelming at times, but I just do think that it is a special thing to have a day that we can celebrate love. And so today we are going to talk about celebrating love in the sense of we need to quit playing it safe, you know? And I am honestly excited to dive into this topic because I feel like it's something that so many of us do. And I think some people are more accustomed to doing this than others, but I I think it's something that God really wants us to overcome. But before that, I know you guys have been waiting for this. I've been telling you about this huge announcement. Not only are we, you know, jumping into this Accelerate podcast series for the next couple of weeks, the episodes are going to be very themed on helping you accelerate building, you know, that coaching business. 
But the big, big announcement, you guys, is that we actually have a two-week free training series coming up in our Facebook group, okay? This is called the Set Apart Launch. It is an amazing uh, series of workshops and community and just getting women together to learn. And it is literally a two-week live challenge for Holy Spirit-led coaches. And so you are going to learn how to build a countercultural coaching business. And you're also going to learn how I enrolled $140,000 in students in just six weeks while in Holy Spirit alignment with what God was calling me to do. And you guys, this is without falling for new age manifestations. This is without cold messaging 10,000 strangers a day or friend requesting random people on Facebook or ultimately building it like the world. And this is all while I was home with three kiddos, including a newborn. And so I'm going to share you share with you how I did this, you guys, over the course of two weeks, like so much good stuff. We're literally going to have 10 um, workshops and 10 trainings throughout the course of the two weeks. Long days, so much training, so many goodies. So if you have been looking for a coach, if you have been just wanting to learn how to build a coaching business or a uh, a course or an online business. I mean, it's really is centered around coaching and whatnot. But if you're really wanting to come into the online world and you're like, how do I do this? How do I get started? Then, oh my gosh, this is perfect for you. You're just going to want to dive into the goodness of all of the trainings that we're going to have. And so we kick off on Monday, February 27th. So about two weeks from now, a little under two weeks from now. And it's an incredible workshop. Um, I've run it a couple times now. And the ladies that walk away with the breakthrough is insane. And it is, I don't know, it's its a wonderful thing to do. It's, it's a huge thing, you know, as a business to create an event this large and run it. But it is something that every time I do it, I am like, man, God, you are so good. Uh, I love just coming into that place of service to you. And I kind of get to open up my world to you uh, without, you know, having to be one of my coaching official coaching students for the next two weeks. And so this is something that if you want access to me and my team, and you just want to be in there with us, you want that free coaching, come sign up. So the link is in the show notes. You can, you can sign up there. And then you can also go to wildandradiant.com slash the set apart launch challenge. So if you want to register there, you can do that as well. And as mentioned, you guys, we start on, uh, Monday, February 27th. So, oh my gosh, you're going to hear a lot more about it, but I would love to see you on the list early so you can just get prepped and put things in your calendar. Um, and really just, you know, set apart the time to go build that set apart coaching business. And we, we're going to do it with you. So let's get going. Have you been playing it safe? Have you been playing it too safe? Okay. Um, I want you to, for a second, literally, like if you need to pause the episode, take a minute and I want you to take an inventory of your past. Okay. There are so many decisions that we make and I want you to really think about what has my default been? Has my default been, I'm going to play it safe. Okay. Really, like truly just kind of think about that. The thing is, though, you guys, God is not about playing it safe. Often he's going to ask us to do things and jump into things that don't make sense. He's going to ask us to start businesses or um, go on mission trips to different countries or uh, make an investment in something or love somebody who is not loving us back. And a lot of the times... What we are asked to do, what we feel convicted to do, is not going to be what our parents think we should do, or our spouse, or our friends, or, you know, and and not not saying do not trust the wisdom of people, because that's, you know, you want to make sure that you're (laughs) making wise decisions. Um, But a lot of the times, people do not have your anointing, and so they are not going to understand what you have been anointed to do. And not that they're trying to hurt you in in making a decision to do something, but they're just never going to understand it. You know, um, this is something like I think about husbands sometimes and, you know, I talk to a lot of wives and I've experienced this with my own husband, but, uh, 
they honestly don't understand our dream often to the extent that we do. Or if I go and have a conversation with somebody and I try to kind of explain what I do, they're like, oh, that's cool, you know? Um, But they still don't really understand what I do. Like I was actually, I was talking to my brother about this the other day. And I think this is just the nature of the online world. And he was like, yeah, you know, I still don't really know what you do, (laughs) you know? And I think because my mind is so online business and coaching and yada, 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 you know, we're just like in this really special place. And anyway, (laughs) I just find it funny that it is pretty normal to just not totally know, uh, how to talk to people about it or share those dreams with people, um, kind of out of fear of, of what people are going to think, you know? And so I'm going to talk about that more in a minute, but you know, kind of going back, like God is often going to ask us to do things that do not make sense. And my story behind this is that in 2018, I closed down my photography business. It was a business that I had run for six years. I had built it. I had a great client base. Um, I had consistent income coming in, you know, every year. Um, And I really had, you know, just invested so much of my life into this business. And in 2018, God basically asked me to shut it down and I was ready for it. I was ready for that change. You know, I think when you start to get into the mode of like starting to dread what you do, that means that a change is going to have to come at some point. And sometimes God uh, moves that quicker along than your timing would have chosen. Or, you know, before you have the answers that you think that you need to have before you, before you do something, my husband always tells me that, uh, you know, as he's, he's sort of on a journey of figuring out what he wants to do. And we're in a season of, um, we're in a season of not playing it safe. And I'll share a little bit more about with that later or with you guys later. Um, but he always says, I want to, I don't want to run away from something. Like I want to run to something, you know? And I agree. I think we should always be trying to run to something, but I also think that God is going to kind of do things in a mix. Like it's not always going to be running away from something. It's not always going to be running to something. Sometimes it's going to be just obedience and waiting for God to tell you what you're going to be doing, you know, and that's going to be different for all people. I don't really have the the best answer or the best, like this is a hundred percent how it is at all times. But at the end of the day, often we will not know exactly what we're signing up for, you know, I know in 2018 that the Lord had really, you know, put it on my heart to transition more to a online business versus a local business. So I didn't feel like I was always running around and having to figure out childcare and, uh, just run out of my house to go meet people. Like I just wanted something that would like take the pressure off. And I also got to a point where I was really wanting to scale, you know, and when you run a local based business, unless you really bring in a large team and then you're going to, you know, deal with different management things, you are going to have a harder time scaling to levels that you want to get to. And I definitely saw the fruit of that, you know, just doubling, tripling, quadrupling, you know, like my income from going online uh, versus being in the local service based area and much faster. It was a much faster build. Um, but I just knew that inside of my heart, I was being called to go back to ground zero. Like I was, uh, I, I was literally being called to start from the beginning. And it was something that I felt totally uncomfortable with, not equipped. I was like, gosh, what do I even teach people? And I jumped into teaching photographers how to build photography businesses because that was where I was most uniquely qualified for that season. But I turned away over 250 potential clients that next year out of obedience. You know, it wasn't even a half thing. I remember my husband was like, well, you know, you could still take like some clients, uh, some clients, you know, on the side and kind of build both things. And I was like, I can't, like, I feel like I'm, I'm not supposed to do that. Like, I feel like I'm really fully supposed to put my focus on building my online business and I don't want to feel pulled in different directions. And so I was actually very like stern about that in I didn't feel like that was in alignment with what God was really, you know, calling me to do. He was calling me to, you know, step fully into that new season. And I had just had my third baby. And many of you guys have probably heard this story before, but I remember that I basically put out uh, the word that I was going to be running a beta program and kind of testing my concept and, you know, teaching local people how to build photography businesses. 
and I'm like giantly pregnant posting videos inside of just a local Facebook group I created, which is actually now the Facebook group that we, that I still use to launch things these days. So, uh, so you'll see a much more polished version of, of, um, of (laughs) launching when you come into the set apart launch in the next couple of weeks, uh, in the Facebook group. But the thing is, I I was like giantly pregnant sitting on my bed and telling people in my local community, hey guys, I'm starting this photography program. Would love to have you in here. This is what's included, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and all while, you know, I was just in it for making the change. Like I, I just, I kind of just showed up. I, I did what I felt called to do. I shared the information. And then I just remember praying like, God, like if this is really what you have for me, like, please just make it so clear. And it was awesome because I ended up bringing in $20,000 of new clients from doing that. And looking back, I was actually very educated and had experience and what it took to, you know, launch something out into the world. And so I was able to take previous knowledge that I had acquired and gained and just kind of test it out into a new, um, into a new space. And that has forever been my journey that is continuing to grow and, and become more knowledgeable and whatnot. But it's been such a neat experience throughout the years to truly, you know, just build, build things that I really feel like God has been calling me to build, but it took this, this, um, agreement and this excitement to say no to an old season and step into a new season to not play it safe. I mean, it was a scary thing to say no to that income because I had several $20,000 months in my business. Um, I mean, it was seasonal, so it was up and down. Uh, but I had, I mean, I had a well-oiled machine that brought in very good money for my family, low cost of expenses, had my systems dialed in, was good at selling, was good at finding clients, was good at creating experiences. And I took everything that I learned, you know, and has have put into my online business. Um, but I was also very quick to invest in a program that taught me how to do that because I was like, I do not want to take, you know, another six years to get to the point where I want to be in in my business. Like I want to be able to do that in a year or two. That's, you know, and I did, I I honestly did, which was like the coolest thing, but it was, it really was a sacrifice. I mean, I had to sacrifice the income that I was saying no to during that season. I had to sacrifice, like, what are people going to think when I close my business? You know, like, are they going to think that I'm closing it because they think I failed? (laughs) People don't close down like profitable businesses, right? (laughs) Like that was actually something that was on my mind. Like, are people going to think that like I failed in my business and that's why I'm closing it down, you know? Um, It was also something that like I was stepping into a season of I had two kiddos, uh, a four-year-old and a one-year-old and then a newborn at home. So I had three kiddos at home, all three under four. And it didn't seem like the perfect season to go build a new business. You know, it didn't seem like it would make sense to change things up and once again, changed the income factor that was coming in. It didn't seem like it really made sense to, um, to step into building a new project when I had a baby at home, a newborn, you know? And so, and, and to boot, my newborn was a very moody newborn, you know, he was a very demanding newborn and he's a precious little guy. I love him so much. Um, but he was the type of baby that would like scream if I went to the bathroom, you know? And so a very long time, I didn't really have a lot of, um, I don't know if balance would be the right word or time, but it was just, it was, it was a hard season and it didn't necessarily make sense to be starting a new business during that season, but it was honestly where I was called. And it was actually really fun to go back to the beginning and start something from the ground up and have like that fresh start and that fresh purpose, because I think that did just give me like an insane I don't know, insane energy, you know, and like grace for what I was doing to get through that. And looking back, I'm also so thankful because even though I was building that new business that year, I did take the pressure off of myself to have a successful business that first year, you know? And so I really built it and tested things and 
made it work for my schedule. And, you know, I had built my photography business in a way that had really worked for my family's schedule and whatnot. And I was dead set, you know, on doing that again. I was like, I want even more time. You know, I want even more freedom, even more flexibility. And so long story short, you guys, when God is calling you to do something, like it's not always going to look safe. I mean, honestly, rarely will it ever look safe. And if you've been called to entrepreneurship, coaching, online business, like if you have been called to this, like you have to really get so comfortable not playing it safe, you know? Um, I can also say this from like an advertising point of view. So like uh, running paid advertising. So I do a lot of Facebook ads. Um, I have systems that work. I don't really recommend doing ads until you get to a point where you have proved your concept and you know that your program sells and you've dialed down uh, or dialed in on your messaging and whatnot. And then you can really amplify from ads. Like I, I really think that's truly the the best way to, uh, to scale long-term where you're not, you know, having to be like a crazy content creation machine or, you know, spend all of your time in the DMs or, you know, I think it's the easiest way, but it takes some time to kind of crack the code. But if you've run any paid advertising, you know that like you'll run a month and then you might have like a couple of weeks where things are not converting, you know, and this is scary as like the first time, but you take an average of what you are bringing in from paid advertising, you know, when it comes to bringing in clients and what that looks like versus only focusing on maybe like one week, you know, because you could have one week that like does really bad. Your ad cost is too high. Things are not converting, but you look at the average of that month and it will probably come out to be roughly an average of what you should be expecting conversion wise. Like if you have a funnel that is converting. And so I know for me, if I start to get into the headspace of, oh my gosh, my ads are not working like they have been, or like something's wrong. I got to change everything. Like what's going on? Ah, ah, ah. Like I can like start to kind of freak out. Then I pull back my ad spend. And then all of a sudden, a couple months later, I noticed that hit in my business because I just didn't push through that feeling of safety and let it kind of play out, you know? And so, I mean, we have to be wise about what we're doing. I'm not just saying go turn ads on and do not turn them off, you know, if like they're not performing and stuff. But what I've noticed is that to get to these new levels of scaling in my business and income levels, and, you know, projections and whatnot, being able to get to that place, it actually like really like still tests me. Like it tests my flesh and it challenges me to honestly take a leap of faith and put trust in there. But I've come to the conclusion that in all of these years, I've, you know, I mean, I've made some investments that I probably would not make again, but I've always learned things out of them, you know, like things like very good lessons that have been worth it. Um, but then like income wise, like if I'm putting money into paid advertising, I always make my money back at a minimum and then typically probably four times it, you know what I mean? And so sometimes it just takes longer to convert than it does, uh, during different times of the year or different seasons and, and whatnot. But long story short, I have like this previous past knowledge that like, it's all going to be okay. It all works out. And I just need to keep moving forward. And it's like really the same with God. Like we know the truth. We know the Bible. We know what it says about God's promises, you know, for us. Like he will work all things together for the good, for the people who love him, you know, for those who love him. And it's one of those things that if we don't go back and remind ourselves of the truth and we just get into the feeling mode because we just want to play it safe and kind of like pull back that that's not really what God is asking us to do, you know, but he's given us that promise that like he will work it all together for his good. And so, I mean, kind of sharing just some of my story, like just seeing that, like, I mean, I, I I felt that when I first started my business, but that feeling didn't go away. I still feel that, that feeling often, you know, if not, if not daily, you know what I mean? In my business. And like, that's sort of what we're signing up for when it comes to entrepreneurship. But the thing is, we really truly need to get comfortable with not playing it safe anymore. Um, This is something that I try to talk to my kids about, you know, like when it comes to just things that they're scared of or, um, 
things that they're, you know, that we're trying to work on or challenge them on. You know what I mean? Like we can't just play it safe. You know what I mean? If our brother or sister hits us, you know, we can't play it safe and hit them back because that's what our flesh is telling us to do. Why don't we get out of our comfort zone and why don't we go love them? You know what I mean? Or why don't we be the first one to apologize for like provoking that or whatever that could be. And so I feel like you could take this into so many levels, but there are so many ways that like we just get used to playing it safe. And what, what is it really truly out of? It's rooted out of fear. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about like these fears that are keeping us from going all in, that are keeping us from, you know, going after the desires of our heart in which God gave us. And that is fear of man, fear of money, fear of commitment. And so fear of man, like we don't want to disappoint people. We, we don't want to, you know, maybe tell people what is inside of our heart, what we really dream about doing, because we are so scared that they are going to dash our dreams, you know? And so I a hundred percent get this feeling like these are like precious and there is a point like we do have to keep our pearls close to us. We don't want to throw our, you know, pearls to swine, but at the same time, we, we also need to just be transparent and honest and unfearful of sharing what, what our dreams are with people. You know what I mean? Especially the people who love us. And even if they don't expect it, that doesn't mean that's not something that we're supposed to do. Or even if they don't accept it, you know, it doesn't mean that it's something that we're not supposed to pursue necessarily. I just think we have to get comfortable with being like, no, this is what God is telling me to do. This is not what this person is telling me to do. And this is where once again, like a lot of the people that you talk to about your dreams are not going to understand it. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And that doesn't mean that God's not calling you to do that. Um, you know, it's like, I have friends, (laughs) I have one friend from high school, one of my best friends from high school. She was such an artist. Okay. She loved, drawing and painting and just very creative, you know, and, um, her parents were in the science field. They were both biologists. And so she ended up going into the science field. She got a, uh, degree or went to school to be a physician's assistant. So a PA and she hates it. She hates it. She doesn't, she hate, hate, hates it. But you know what set her heart on fire? she got to design and build her own house. And so she literally like figured out the CAD software and basically um, became an architect, like a DIY architect. And she designed and built her own house with her husband. And that is like what she wanted to do. You know, she loved it. And it's like, how many of us are in jobs or Uh, have gone through school or education trying to do something that God never really called us to do, but we did it because it was safe. You know, yeah, a physician's assistant, they make a nice safe salary. Ooh, a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, um, a teacher, you know, I know teachers don't make that much, but you know, a lot of people go do something because it is safe instead of what they are called to do. And we also get kind of lured by money and we get lured by um, money in the sense that we will make a decision to go do something just for the money versus for the purpose, you know, or for the pension, for the retirement, for the 401k, like for all of these things, like for the healthcare, like we go make these decisions to do these things but it's not rooted in love. It is rooted in fear. And so perfectionism, you guys, at the end of the day too, you know, it's like we're trying to be perfect by the world's standards. Maybe we're scared to tell our parents that this is actually what I feel called to do. And now, now again, I would also say like, we can't just live by our passion. Like we also do have to be realistic about making money, but how amazing would it be to take your passion and be able to make money with it? You know, this is why being able to figure out how to monetize where you are called and monetize your skill set is so incredibly important, but you can't like fakely monetize your skill set like that. That is going to burn out. But we try to live in this perfectionism of, you know, the perfect home, the perfect job, the perfect this, the perfect that. But that perfectionism is actually rooted in a fear because there's something inside of you that you are like too scared to let go and just like let God write that story for you, you know? And so I really like, I hope that like 
throughout this episode that you're really starting to think, oh my gosh, like I have made a lot of decisions by fear and I have not made a lot of decisions by faith. And it's actually so interesting because I noticed that a lot of my clients are like this. I have a lot of clients who they're scared. They have been scared. They, they even get into, you know, my programs, our, our big group coaching program is the Sela collective. It's a 12 month group coaching program and they get in there and they can get stuck at times, you know, or, or I give them a task or a way of how to do something, how to, you know, write an email campaign or whatever. And then they get scared. Oh my gosh, if I email this, this many times, this person is not going to like me. And then I'm going to get an unsubscribe, you know, or, ah, the tech, like I'm so scared. I I don't know what to do. I don't know what a sales page is. I don't know what a funnel is. I don't know what an opt-in is. I can't do it, you know? And what it actually is rooted in is, is that perfectionism, not wanting to kind of do something that they're uncomfortable with. And then also just like a lack of trust for the process. And so it's so funny because like I have to talk my students through this stuff regularly and I've just come to accept that like it is a normal part of growth. And the more that we can accept that clarity is going to actually come once we take action, we we're going to continue moving forward. But so many people just don't even take the action because they want clarity before they take the action. And that's not what God does. That, that's not how he works. They, they want that perfectionism before they actually go out and do it because they want the safe way. They want to know, oh, this business is going to 100 percent work. You know, my money is going to go into it and it's going to 100 percent work. They don't want to take the true risk of going all in and seeing what God will do because they want the comfort of man and they want to know, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is, is this really what I'm supposed to do? If it is, I need to know that I'm going to, that I'm going to make it hundred percent. I need that guarantee, <laughs> but that's perfectionism, you guys. And that's rooted in fear, fear, fear of money. You guys, oh my gosh, this one kills me. This one kills, kills me. Okay. First off, If you are running an online business, there will be money attached to that growth, okay? You cannot expect clients to invest in you if you are not willing to invest in yourself, okay? And sure, you can run a DIY business for whatever period of time. Um, You'll be better set, you know, if you have run a business in the past, have an understanding of marketing, yada, yada, yada. You know, some people can do it. Some people can scrap it together and, and do it. But... The thing is, truly, like if you're really wanting to build that business and get to that point, the person who gets to the point of building a business where they are making some money, they're also typically wise enough to be like, wow, like I'm I'm hitting a roadblock. I, I need some help, you know? And so sometimes we hold on so tightly to our money that we never actually advance. And this is a lot of women just stay stuck in hobby status. You know, they don't want to take any money from their family, which granted, I understand uh, the pressure of that. I understand the financial uh, piece of that. Some people literally cannot afford to do that, you know, and it's more important that they obviously feed their children and, you know, and, and they don't have the freedom and flexibility to do that, you know. Um, but at the same time, you guys, I'm going to tell you, it's never going to be easy to let go of that money. It literally will never be easy to let go of that money. And I know, so my family has been in this season many, many times over the last, um, well, however many years my husband and I have been married. Like, it's so funny. Our first year of marriage, we lived in Nashville and my husband was rehabbing houses in Nashville. And I remember that we were waiting for a house to sell that he had finished, but it wasn't selling right away. The market was, um, it was just a little bit slower and it has, it's, it's so funny. Like how insane the prices are now in Nashville. Uh, he was renovating houses in like East Nashville and West Nashville and, um, stuff like that. But he, he had a house that needed to sell and we had so much cash invested, you know, in the house that we literally got down to like our last $5,000, like nothing else, you know, and he had no income coming in, like no cash flow coming in because you work on these houses and you don't have any money that's coming in, you know, while you're working on these houses, you literally, I mean, it's kind of like I'm investing in this and like waiting for that, that big return, you know? And I remember literally like we were like under 
or at like $5,000. And it's so funny to like, look at that now because now we own three homes and, um, you know, just have, have saved up and have, you know, just investments and, um, a higher income and, you know, all of that. But we're also in a season where we are, uh, making decisions that feel financially risky. But the thing is like, we would not be in the season that we are in or in the financial place that we are in, in a good way. Had we not take previous risks, um, like I told this story or I've told this story a couple times in some episodes this last fall, but last year we had bought a piece of land and it was right after my husband had gotten uh, let go from his job because he wouldn't get the COVID vaccine. And anyway, we bought a piece of land pretty much with all of the cash that we had. <laughs> and I had my business. Yes. You know, uh, but like our whole safety net was gone. Like we took literally all of the cash that we had and we bought this piece of land and then we started renovating our old house. <laughs> and anyway, in November or October, maybe it was November. No, in, in November this year, we sold that piece of land for four times what we invested in it. But that was a huge risk to say, wow, literally my husband loses his job and we're going to go take all of our cash and go put it into something that's going to yield no return in the next however many months, you know? And so it's crazy to think about like what God is actually going to do when you take that risk. And so your money is a tool. Okay. And, but it's worth nothing if you lose your life. Like if you're so obsessed with holding on to your money and so scared about making any type of investment into your future, into your calling, into what God is really telling you to do, then you're going to have a hard time, girl. I mean, you are going to have a hard time and if you cannot unwrap the religious mindsets that have been entrenched in your mind about money, and if that obsession is so like you can't let it go, I mean, that, that, is, that is a love of money, you know? That is a love of money, which is the root of all evil. And we always hear it on the other side, like, you know, man, I, I want all this money. I'm chasing after all this money, yada, yada, yada. But we don't think about how when we don't invest in things, I mean, you guys have heard the parable of the talents, you know, the, the one who buried his money out of fear, he was called a wicked servant. Like he was called wicked, a wicked slothful servant, (laughs) you know? I want to be a well done, good and faithful, like the ones who invested and multiplied their money. And so we have to look at money as a tool. It is, it is a way to influence. It is a way to change the game. And we can't constantly be looking at the lack. The more I focus on the lack or I don't have this, I realize that it goes back to that roots of fear of like, like safety being stripped away. Okay. Safety. And I still feel this sometimes, you know, like in these seasons of taking a jump, like we're in another season of taking a jump. As I mentioned, my husband, um, is planning on getting his real estate license and we're finally finishing up renovations on our other house. Um, we bought a new house in September and anyway, we're just, (laughs) we're in the season of a lot is going out right now. And it, it doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel comfortable. You know what I mean? And thank God I have a business, you know, but I have business expenses, you know? And so I have to constantly be thinking about what's happening in my business, you know, too. And I have a team and, uh, you know, people that I'm paying to help me and other responsibilities. And, and I invest in growth and, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not an easy thing. Like we always do have to be thinking about it, but we can't be so scared of money that we're not stepping into what God is calling us to do. Okay. And I also think we have to think about, well, what are we actually doing with the money that we have? Like, what are our expectations? I thought this was such a neat example or a neat, um, comparison, but you know how there's been an egg shortage lately. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's like $8 for eggs. Or if you buy like the, the, uh, not the free range, but the pasture, uh, the pasture raised, is it pasture raised eggs? The ones where like, they're not in the factories and they're not, you know, they get to like go eat their chicken feed naturally. I don't know. Um, 
but the healthier, the healthier ones. So it's like, okay, you can buy some eggs for like eight bucks, you know, or maybe you can get them from a local farm for like eight bucks. You know, they're nice eggs, nice eggs, you know, uh, or you can go buy that Starbucks coffee for like, I mean, Starbucks is expensive now. It's not even five bucks anymore. It's probably like seven bucks, you know, for like a nice, like if you want a large Avente something or like one of the, the, uh, sweet drinks, but in our mind, we have this thought like, oh my gosh, I, I won't pay $8 for eggs, but I'll easily just go drop all that money on a Starbucks coffee, you know? <laughs> and so we start to look at our spending decisions. It's so easy to say yes to the things that literally are not healthy for us and also support, you know, corrupt companies. <laughs> um, at the same time, I totally buy Starbucks sometimes. Um, because if you're traveling, it's just easier and yada, yada. And sometimes it's the only option. It's not my favorite thing. I wish that we could say no to all companies that we disagreed with. Um, but if we're more focused on, I need that Starbucks coffee and like nothing even crosses our mind, like, man, I could definitely use this money for a better investment, like buying nice eggs for my family that are going to help keep them healthy and are void of disease and, you know, are really just going to enhance the whole health of my family, then like, what kind of decisions are we making guys? You know, <laughs> isn't it so silly when you think about it? You guys, we also have a fear of commitment, uh, being all in, you know, when it comes to building a business or dreaming about building a business and all in versus lukewarm. And most of us are lukewarm. I, there's very few people who will go all in, you know, and I like to tell my students, um, that running an online business or honestly just the life of entrepreneurship, it, it is a lifestyle. You don't just create one marketing campaign and then never have to spend any time marketing in your business. Again, you always have to be thinking about lead generation, your funnel, where your clients are coming or coming in from. You have to be thinking about updating things in your business, your programs. You have to be thinking about um, how can I make this better? Um, how can I find new clients? How can I um, fix this on the back end? You know, I mean, there's so much to think about in your business. How can I grow this? How can I do that? And not that, not that you have to be scared of that, but, you know, truly, I mean, if God is calling you to do something, you have to go into it with the expectation of it's not going to be an easy and overnight thing. And this will take maintenance. You know, I can't just work on my business one day a week. I am going to have to be committed to checking on it, you know, daily for the most part. And I mean, it's, it's like having another baby. And so you have to decide, like, is that the life that I really want to sign up for? You know, and sometimes it's not even your decision. It's like, is that the life that God is calling me to? I have so many mothers in my program and a lot of them could be like, well, I can't do this because of my kids. You know, I, I can't, I can't do this because of my kids, or I can't do this because I volunteer with my church. I just can't find any time, or I can't do this because I, you know, my health is really important to me and, um, I have to spend five hours at the gym each day, you know, <laughs> not, not that any of that's a, a bad thing. I'm not saying it is at all, but if God is calling you to something and you're not making time in your daily life to make it work, then you're not all in, you know, you're, you're trying to build a lukewarm business and lukewarm businesses are never going to thrive. They're never going to thrive. And so you really have to make the decision, like, what is God calling me to do? And how can I make this happen? Like, how can I have essentially like an obsession with making this happen? And that's what makes an entrepreneur. Um, I, I can tell, you know, I, I can't tell the people who are not going to not going to make it. I don't think that's fair for me to make a judgment on that because I think anybody can do truly what they want, you know, and it also takes the pressure off of me. If I have clients coming in, I'm, I'm not the one to tell them what God, you know, called them to do. I, I am not the one, you know, they're the ones who have been in contact with God and have had those conversations and I'm not the one to, um, to make that judgment. Okay. But I will tell you that I have, I have students who come in and I, I'm very confident. Like I know uh, with a hundred, a hundred percent, I can see something inside of the student that I know that they will be successful. And it is because they are all in, they are all in. There's no hesitation with it. They are, they know that this is what they're called to do. And I also see their actions match their words. You know, 
They actually make the sacrifices. They go do the work. They trust the process. They move forward, okay? They don't get stuck. They don't get stuck in not having all of the answers yet. They move forward and they trust, you know? But we can't do that if we are half in, if we are so fearful of being committed to what we have been called to do. So you guys, clarity comes with action. And I see too many women get stuck in this inaction. Ultimately, you have truly been called to set people free in, in building your coaching business. Okay. Um, in building your brand. Like, I mean, you have been called to to share the gospel. You have been called to help people transform their lives. You know, I've been called to help women build businesses and to create a greater presence in the business world. I call it the business battlefield to create a greater presence of Holy Spirit led women who are online. Like I truly, I want, I want us to see a ton of Holy Spirit led coaches out there. Like that, that is my heart. And I want, I want you guys to go and I want you guys to impact the nations. Like I I want you to impact. And although most of my clients are from like the health and wellness space or counseling, um, relationships, Um, I have some in the business and productivity space. I actually don't have as many as I thought I would, which I find kind of funny um, because I'm in that space, you know, but what I find is that I truly have clients who like their passions for setting families free, whether it's with highly sensitive children or marriage or, um, or biblical wellness, functional medicine, hormone health, like all of it. Whatever it is, they have been, you know, designed to help set these people free, but I need to help set them free in terms of actually monetizing this idea and making it work for their life. And that's where I come in as that expert. That's where I come in with that business sense, you know? And so I set women free who need serious help with starting, launching, and scaling an online coaching business. You know, that is what I have been called to do. And those women who come from those different industries, They haven't been called to do what I've been called to do, but they need my help. Like I need their help with marriage or children or, or health. You know what I mean? Like I need their health. And so thinking about what you have been called to do and just remembering like, you're not supposed to be a jack of all trades. Like you are not, you know, called to be this crazy savvy boss babe who, you know, is closing clients left and right. Like, that's probably not what you're called to do. But what you are called to do is set people free and learn the skill set and learn the business practices, learn how to market, learn how to build a program, learn how to structure an offer, learn how to actually go out there and sell that offer in a way that is authentic to your calling and is not icky or slimy, you know? And that's where I get to help you. So I don't know. It's, it's just, it's the coolest thing, right, guys? It's the coolest thing. But I I really hope that you are starting to process, like, what is my fear? Like, what am I doing to play, play it too safe? Like, what have I been doing for a long time to play it too safe? Maybe, maybe you're coming to the realization that you've spent your whole life playing it safe and you have never once just allowed yourself, allowed yourself to thrive in your calling, thrive in your giftings and step into the purpose that God has given you. But it's not too late. It's not too late. You are hearing this today. Okay. You are being called to set people free. Are you going to step all in or are you going to do it in a lukewarm way? You know, are you going to invest? Are you going to live by fear of man? What are you going to do? Your decision literally is the difference between people living in bondage and being set free. It's the whole purpose of our testimony. Our whole testimony is meant to set others free. I mean, how powerful is that to like really, really, truly think about what we have been called to do? Okay, guys. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are coming up on a two-week free challenge for Holy Spirit-led coaches and course creators who want to build, launch, and scale an online business. I am ecstatic to be sharing this with you. You are going to build a countercultural 
coaching business. That's truly my hope, you guys. And so you are going to learn from my free live business coaching for two weeks. You're going to come into my world. I am just going to serve the heck out of you. And you are going to learn how to create a profitable and purpose-oriented online coaching business, okay? With Esther confidence, even in a recession, okay? There is no recession in the kingdom economy. We, we, we like operate in a different economy, okay? You can avoid the rat Royce, rat, 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 rat Royce, rat race, <laughs> copying what everyone else is doing and DIYing it alone. Okay. You do not have to do this. Also guys, one of the cool things that we have happening is there is going to be a $5,000 plus giveaway, which includes sweet coaching goodies for your business, your brand, and your soul. So I think you're going to love it. It's going to be epic. And honestly, like this is the perfect jump start for you. If you're wanting to start a business, if you have already tried to start, but it's just not working, if you are in the building phases and you're like, this is just not, not happening. Like I am so, so stuck. So this is great for my newbies. It's also great for the, the ladies that are ready to just jump in and pivot, change things, scale. It's great for the ladies who are like so dead set on making it work. And so even if you have already started, uh, a lot of it is going back to the basics of like, well, what do I actually do? Because a lot of the times we try to start at the end, like we start in the sales, but our messaging is weak. Our branding is weak. Our foundation is weak. We don't have an audience. Like we haven't taken the time to build that. But then we wonder like, why is no one investing in my programs or signing up, you know? And so you are going to learn literally so much. It's free daily live coaching. Um, get ready to dive all in. You're going to learn my six figures and six months framework. God's design for your coaching business, what marketing and your testimony have in common, how to scale and automate with success, how to overcome imposter syndrome and money blocks, and then putting aside resistance and setting these goals so you can get it done. It's so good. When you register, you're going to see the the uh, calendar. Um, you're also going to get a challenge workbook, a free challenge workbook that you can basically document your journey um, throughout. And yes, I cannot wait to see you there. It starts Monday, February 27th. It runs for two weeks and we will close out on Friday, March 10th. So you can go to wildandradiant.com slash the set apart launch challenge, or just go to the link in the show notes to officially register and we will see you on the inside. Wow, guys, what a great episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a review, I would be forever grateful. In fact, send me a screenshot of that review and I will send you a free coffee on me, on the house, okay? Also, guys, feel free to share this episode. Your friends need to hear this. They need to be encouraged. They need the business advice and I would love to have them in my world. Lastly, come join my free Facebook community. It's the podcast community. We do challenges, we do free trainings, we do various things throughout the year. And I think that you would love to be connected with other entrepreneurs who are wild and radiant, just like you.